Welcome back to Marriage Monday. This is the part of our week where we help grow marriages one Monday at a time. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you grow your marriage one Monday at a time. Today we're talking about when it's best and why it's best to support your spouse because our spouses go through a lot, we go through a lot, and there's nothing worse than when you're in a marriage and you feel alone dealing with issues or dealing with a situation. And so I want to talk to you today about the five times your spouse needs your support the most. So here we go. Number one, when you're grieving. When you're grieving, you don't want to be alone. Now, you have moments where you want to be left alone, but you don't ever want to feel alone. And there's a difference. Hey, there's a moment I just need to be by myself. I need to go for a walk. I need to kind of just think in just some solitude. And then there's the mode where, hey, I'm going through something and I'm all alone in this. And so we have to understand the difference between those two things and realize that our spouse they, they need us when they, they are grieving. They need our support in whatever way that looks. And so grieving can be grieving over a number of things. You could be grieving over a season ending. You can be grieving over the loss of a loved one. You could be grieving over the loss of a childhood pet that you've known for 15 years, 10 years, 12 years, 19 years. Uh, it could be any number of things. And every one of us deals with grief differently. And so what I would say is, is this, is that if your spouse is dealing with grief, it could be over any number of things. First of all, don't ever diminish the grief because maybe the grief didn't hit you hard, but it hit them hard. Don't ever sweep in and say, hey, this isn't so bad. It's hitting them a bit differently. And so you need to look at that and recognize, hey, I need to walk with them presently through their grief and how they are navigating it so that you could be of, su of support during that. Not only grief, the second place that I think we need to show our support to our spouse is when they're going through an identity crisis. There's a biggie. Uh, when do identity crises hit? Um, sometimes it's adding a kid. Sometimes it's changing a job or just completely stepping away from a job. Sometimes it's when we'll say it again, a season changes. For an example, my wife and I have two adult children. Our daughter has been, uh, got married a year ago, has moved obviously in with her husband and they're living their life. Um, that was a heck of a change. And our son hits the police academy in the fall and he is going to be probably moving out, I would say in the next year, two years or so. And so that right there, it changes our identity because our role as parents has just been flipped upside down. And so any number of things can threaten our identity and cause us to really question who we are, what are we here for, what are we supposed to do now, what's our role. And again, what you don't want is your spouse to ever feel alone in that. You can be with them knowing that you can't do things for them, but you can do something with them. How about this? Number three, when they step outside their comfort zone. That's a big deal. You don't ever want your spouse to feel alone when they're stepping outside of their comfort zone from moments like, uh, say you have an introverted spouse and they're getting involved in a ministry at church that gets them working with people. Boom. That, there's a comfort zone issue there. Maybe it's applying for a job or maybe after 20 years of being at a job, they're ready to be a stay-at-home parent. And so that's, it's just comfortable to be busy, to have that demand at work, and they're going to step outside of that comfort zone. There's numbers of things that are there. Don't let your spouse ever feel alone in that. Be a support. Talk with them. Walk with them through that. Um, don't, you don't have to do anything for them, but again, be with them. How about this one? Standing up for themselves. Standing up for themselves. Now, I'm not asking you to fight their fights. 
but there is a huge difference between a family member is un- just unleashing something at a family reunion or holiday or get together and you just step back. And then there's the other side where you just go and fight their battles for them. I'm not asking you to do that. But when it comes to dealing with the onslaught of people, don't ever, ever allow them to be alone and standing up for themselves. Now, there are moments that I think I've been wrong or that Anna's been wrong in terms of family things. But we deal with, I don't go in defending actions. I go in defending my spouse and my wife the same way. She will go into things defending the spouse and not actions. And you have to see the difference there. And so if your spouse is wrong in those moments, to me, defend your spouse, but step back and step into a, obviously a secluded moment where it's just you and your spouse, you're able to cool down, think through, and then talk about the situation itself and recover, learn, grow, uh, be humble, repent. All of those things can take place behind closed doors that don't have to happen in front of family, but don't allow your spouse to be in a situation where they're standing up for themselves and we're standing in the corner watching whatever unfold. Oh, I don't want to step in. It's my family. I don't want to make my family mad. Listen, scripture says that man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. There is a separation that's there. And when you got married, your commitment has now been first and foremost to your spouse before your parents, before your siblings, before anybody else. And what, what I see quite often happen in marriages is this becomes a massive fracture because when tensions rise up and a spouse chooses their former family as opposed to the present one, we see massive hurt take, pla- take place. Lastly, when they're trying to reach a goal, here's a great place, a great place uh, to really offer your support. Talk with your spouse. Now, you may be married to an extremely goal-oriented person. You may be married to somebody that is, has no goals whatsoever. The two things I would say is this, is find a place in the middle, first and foremost, where the both of you can talk about personal and marital goals. I don't think they should be the massive driving force of your entire year, you have every single day. But at the same time, we ought to have some goals and some things that are pushing us forward, things that we want to grow into, things that we want to accomplish. And so there is this happy medium place in the middle where you've got goals, but you're not so goal oriented that you can't have an ease of life and a bit of a free flow that's there. You need something leading you forward, but nothing that has to drive you for which this is what you wake up with this absolute drive every single day and there's no place to get or to catch your breath. So when it comes to goals, listen to your spouse, talk with your spouse, set some marital goals, set some personal goals, but be be a listener for your spouse's goals. Because something that I think that I really enjoy doing is I love listening to Anne's goals and then helping her to accomplish them. Because it makes me feel like more like a spouse and it actually helps me to feel like we have a stronger marriage. Why? Because I'm of a support to her And when I see her life fulfilled, when I see her accomplishing things, I feel like we accomplish something because the the marriage is blessed because she's blessed. She is fulfilled and it causes the marriage to be fulfilled. And there's something that beautiful that takes place when we are there to offer our support and to walk with them through those things and to really see our spouse succeed. I think it's an amazing thing. Why we've gotten competitive in marriage, I do not understand, but I do know this. Competition in marriage is detrimental and cancerous. But when we are together and we are one and we're cheering each other on and we're trying to make the other person succeed, that's where marriage flourishes. That's the two becoming one. So let me read these five again. Five times that your spouse needs you the most. We talk about grieving, 
There's identity crisis. There's getting out of your comfort zone. There's standing up for themselves and there's reaching goals. And if you can look at these areas and ask yourself, how am I of a support in these areas? In fact, sit down with your spouse, have some coffee, have a, have a meal, and give these five things and ask your spouse, in what, which one of these areas am I of the most support? And now, here's the hard question, in which one of these areas do you need more support from me? Now, don't word it, which one don't I support you enough? No, 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 no. Which areas do you need it more? That will help you. That it kind of helps kind of take the edge off of, a, off of it a little bit while getting complete honesty and seeing where you can now step up and be the spouse that your husband or your wife needs the most. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. We'll see you soon.